Welcome to the Zenov podcast. You are listening to our business resilience series where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis resilience and growth. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Zenov podcast. I am Nitika Goel, CMO of Zenov and your host for today. This is part two of our podcast with Sumit Mitra, CEO of Tesco Global Business Services. In part one, we discussed how Tesco and the overall retail sector is catalyzing better lives in this global pandemic by ensuring a continuous flow of essentials despite the current challenges. Sumit joins us once again to talk about how businesses like Tesco are solving large-scale problems that have newly emerged from a process people, and technology perspective. Welcome back to this episode of Zeno Podcast, Sumit. Thank you, Nikita. It's a real pleasure to be here today. Great. So, Sumit, in the first part of this podcast, you talked about how the pandemic has impacted customer behavior and how customer journeys have moved online. You talked about a significant increase in the volume of transactions at GBS. So, obviously, there is a sea change in the way you function. My question really is, how did you address the shift and how much of it was from a strategy lens and how much of this was and will be from a technology lens? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I hear a lot in different forums that, you know, uh, technology is this magic bullet train that would take us from, uh, you know, one place to another and they will absolutely, you know, step change uh, an organization. I think we need to take a step back. Um, you know, if technology is the bullet train, it needs to run on tracks before um, you can sit on a bullet train and, and it will take you uh, in your journey. I think the two tracks of an organization are one is the culture and two is process. Um, let me uh, put a little bit of light on this. Um, from a culture perspective, doesn't matter how good your strategy is, doesn't matter how good your uh, technology implementation processes. But if your uptake, if your colleagues are not buying in, then you're, you have no chance in, in executing those strategy. And, you know, um, somebody once said, I can't remember who said it, but somebody once said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So culture is really key in terms of building the right attitude and right focus and right um, engaged workforce is, is really critical. I call it um, creating players in the organization. So how do, you, how do you create that culture? You know, what is a culture? A culture is what is endemic in an organization. When a culture is when colleagues behave, when your CEO is not watching. That's really important. So how do you create that culture within the organization? And the second step is process. If you don't have a, a good process within your business, what happens is your technology is not fit for purpose. You're trying to force fit and land technology on a set of really poor processes, which is uh, first, it makes the technology very expensive. The return of investment on those technology becomes a lot longer, therefore not creating shareholder value. And, and finally, uh, you know, a lot of those execution um, of, of those technology uh, fails miserably. And there are a lot of case studies, uh, which you, I'm sure you know. So what's important is 
from a process perspective is to eliminate waste to understand the volume you know pro- what is process process is volume of work that's coming through and and hitting a way of doing work it, it and hitting your operations to do a execute an outcome so volume can be of two types good volume that generates profit and revenue for you and bad volume that uh, is reputation or customer complaints so what is important is how do you create a culture of continuous improvement which eliminates those uh, bad volume which is coming into you how do you define the steps that you need to uh, deliver need to have to deliver a piece of work why is it five step process why is it not four so how do you eliminate steps within those process and what is the cost what is the time that is taking you to do those steps why is geo blogs taking 12 minute to do a part of a process whereas somebody else is taking 20 minutes so how do you coach and support those individuals to get to a 12 minute stage and then what is the cost of your operations to to deliver that time i think that what it is is the cost to serve so as long as we understand our cost to serve we streamline our processes and have the right culture wrap technology will co- then come into play and you know there are the volume of work that comes through whether it's in a shop whether it's through uh, operations whether it's through your head office what's really important is how do we understand the process flow and how do we understand end to end of the process because what i hear what i see when i talk to a lot of uh, you know gics gccs uh, i i see all of their slas are green Uh, whereas the organization the enterprise is red i call it watermelon syndrome so what's really important is red on the inside and green on the outside that's not what it should be your slas your operational uh, kpis should be linked in with the enterprise business outcome and that's and once that's sorted out it's that's when technology can be leveraged at its fullest excellent point sumit I think I have learned a lot from that personally especially your analogy of the whole watermelon syndrome. You have a very fascinating way of looking at processes and operations which is far more holistic than looking at just outcomes and SLAs. So can you please explain what your thought processes around this are? Yeah, so you know sort of people talk about operations. Operations is nothing but right first time on time every time everywhere in the world. That's an outcome. so what i see globally happening is people just focus on the sla but there are myriad of stuff around it so for example the volume of work which i talked about coming through how do you build a ci culture in the operations that is delivering how do you deliver digitizing your process how you driving um uh, transformation within that how do you wrapping it up with a service management framework how do you looking at your attrition and how do you manage quintile performance to understand performance of every single individual who are managing that operations so i almost call it the zenga you know as you take out each brick to look at what is the optimum size of your operation to ensure you deliver the right outcome for your customers and thinking about the end to end customer journey rather than my part of the process is green great now that we have discussed the process and the operations angle i would also like to pick your brains on the people angle with such a huge employee base and customer base 
Managing such large volumes of work remotely, I'm sure, is not only mentally taxing, but emotionally exhausting. So from a GBS perspective, how did you keep your employees motivated in these unprecedented times? Yeah, th- these are these are difficult times. And, and, and what, what we need to think about is this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. To deal with this marathon, we need a different leadership style and a different resilience uh, that needs to come in. So, you know, we have around 6,000 colleagues across different countries. So first is to get them connected to that purpose. And second, what can the organization do for them? So way back in March, um, I kicked off something called an organizational pulse survey, a daily pulse survey. It takes three and a half minutes, three and a half seconds rather, to do, do that pulse survey. So the question would be simply, how are you feeling today? You feeling sad, happy, disturbed? So there are different, different uh, f- smiley faces that you can choose. And then the second question was about how was your yesterday? Did you manage to manage your work-life balance? Did you have, and then you mark it based on a net promoter score, nine and 10 being you're happy. And then uh, if you are not happy, then it's between one to five. What it did, and then we had a free text box to say, you can write anything uh, that you want us to look into. So what it gave us was a rich data of how colleagues are feeling. And the importance of that was of twofold. One, you know, when you are really working hard all day, working nine, 10 hours, 12 hours supporting your business, then you've got household chores to look after your family, your children are at home, uh, you're looking after your in-laws. So all that clustered together, you don't get two seconds to think about yourself. So what it did is give you, given you a reflection time in the morning to say, how am I actually feeling today? How was my day yesterday? And then in that free text box, we got a lot of requests, whether people are supporting, asking for help on um, you know, mental health, people getting support on back pains, uh, people saying they're anxious about um, you know, the cost of COVID. Uh, that prompted us to increase the insurance for their family members, including their parents. Thinking about uh, delivering chairs, we delivered almost 1,500 chairs to individual houses, delivering mouse, uh, monitors, you know, you name it. Delivering, as I said, broadband lines where people were get, not getting connectivity and creating frustrations. So we were able to trackle. And what it also gave is a trend of how people were feeling. This was important because we haven't done this before, managing a 6,000 workforce completely remotely. And our um, managers didn't have this technique in their repertoire to deal with with so many people working offline, you know, not in office. So how do you how do you deal with that? And what I felt particularly was if that motivation level and engagement drops, we don't have the tools and techniques to bring it up again. So by collecting this rich data, we were able to make you know, get in the right interventions at the right time to keep our colleagues engaged. That is, I think, fantastic. I think finding out the pulse of your organization almost on a real-time basis is something that I've not heard of so far. And I think it's a very interesting premise for organizations to follow uh, going forward. And I think it's also, like you very rightly said, it helped you get to the core 
of the issue and the problem and also find out from different locations geographies and synthesize it and take corrective action more specifically rather than a one size fits all and you know we 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 hear a lot of people talk about that oh we are all in the same uh, um, storm on the same boat we are not on the same boat because we are all in the same storm but we are all different boats because everybody's problem is different and we need to treat everybody differently i think that's probably some experience very interestingly it's an experience you probably taken also from your focus on customers but you've also made your employees your internal customers and like you said promoters net promoter score is something that's very important for us to have looked at and i think it's a very good and a clean philosophy as an organization that's uh, i'm going to ask you a difficult question somit what how did your scores change were they good bad ugly yeah so it started off you know there is initial euphoria especially in india when people think i'm going to work from home brilliant i get to time to spend with my family so it peaked that everybody is excited and happy and then there was anxiety as the number of um you know covid cases went up in india or in other countries and we could see it was going up and down we could see like on a monday people were really happy because they had a good weekend but then on a wednesday and thursday we could see the warm dipping so it all depended and and, and it's really funny we saw a trend since march that how day by day you know depending on which day of the week when the volumes coming in and what we did was we marry that against our volumes of work coming through to see how how the mood was and we saw it all dependent on the volume coming through on what news was about covid cases how they felt and and it gave us kind of and i would i, I would say over a longer period of time over the last 5 6 months i could see a slight upward trend but it was quite a new yo in the beginning in terms of the emotional ups and downs that our colleague have it was reflective of that oh interesting thank you so much for your time and perspective somit it was a great learning experience speaking to you on how to make processes more efficient and not to forget employees being motivated and how leaders need to be active listeners and not taking a one size its all approach is critical for an organization success thank you once again and thank you to our audience for tuning in to this episode of zinov's podcast thank you for listening to this episode of zinov's business resilience series stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on google podcast apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcast from to know more about zinov and if you believe we can help with your problems please visit our website www.zinov.com or drop us a note at info@zinov.com at thank you again and don't forget to tune in to our next episode